In this episode, I'll be discussing how you can future-proof your greatest asset. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm Harry Stout, your host. In this episode, I'll be discussing how you can future-proof your greatest asset, your ability to earn an income. It's one of the most important things you can do. Let's begin. In my work, I focus on helping you save time and money. I look to help you grow your positive cash flow and ultimately your savings. We spend a lot of time discussing cost savings and the need for cash flow planning. One area that we need to spend more time discussing, I believe, is what you should be doing to protect or future-proof your likely most valuable asset, and that is your earning power, your income. Today, companies mostly pay for your skills and not your degrees. So in this episode, I'm gonna give you three ideas on how to protect your future earning power. And I think you'll find them quite interesting. Idea number one is the, the subject of reskilling. If you're one of the thousands of people who saw their jobs disintegrate in the last few years, I mean disintegrate by your job no longer existing, you've been faced with the need to find an entirely new profession or field of work. You face the need, cost, and challenge to reskill. Now, what do I mean by reskilling? The Cambridge Dictionary defines reskilling as the process of learning a new skill so that you can do a different job or training people to do a different job. So, for some people, recently airline pilots who went through a terrible time, many had to go out and find totally new fields of endeavor, or for instance, Broadway performers who've been restricted. They, many of them have been unable to work for several years now. They've been dealing with the need to reskill today as a result of the pandemic's impact on their business. For others, reskilling is a task they'll need to embrace over the next decade as we see the fourth industrial revolution, the technologies that are coming, artificial intelligence, machine learning. These are going to be rolled out, and as a result, a number of jobs are going to go away. Those impacted individuals are going to have to find something new to do. So the financial question, when you look at reskilling, I think it comes down to a key question, which is who's going to pay for it? You know, as I, uh, as I talk to you about this today, uh, I think we, uh, we really have a situation that the employee usually ends up paying for reskilling. And if you look at it, our federal and state governments have not as yet funded broad-based programs which they pay for, that allow individuals to be retrained for new jobs. However, there are some companies such as Amazon that have established programs to help workers obtain new skills as their old jobs are eliminated due to the implementation of new technologies. However, if you're not lucky enough to work for one of these enlightened organizations, the cost burden is gonna fall on you. That's why I believe Based on your set of skills, you ought to do an evaluation. You may want to add money to your emergency fund specifically 
for the purpose of being reskilled. If you know your profession, your trade is one that potentially could go away, you ought to put some money aside so you can retrain yourself and reskill yourself. And this may not be inexpensive. You may need several thousand extra dollars to be put aside to get the technical or the professional training you need to pursue a more employable field of knowledge. And this, for instance, this effort may involve you having to go back to school for a year or two so that you can retrain them for a longer career. So that's idea number one, reskilling. Idea number two is upskilling. Now, I'll explain the difference to you. Upskilling is another action you should consider. What it is, it's the process of acquiring more advanced skills through additional training and education. And it's the action where you protect, proactively look to add skills to improve your problem solving, project management, your, your team skills that will allow you to drive higher personal productivity and better job performance. And in short, what upskilling does, it enables you to become a more valuable employee and it should qualify you for higher compensation. Now, if you look at our world today, as we experience technological change, such as artificial intelligence being implemented, you're going to need updated skills. And if you're not investing in yourself, either by taking advantage of programs offered by your employer, an example is JP Morgan is offering reskilling programs or upskilling programs for a number of their employees, or through your own initiative, you're likely to be falling behind and you're, you're becoming a less valuable asset and your ability to earn income is being impacted. Remember, if your skills diminish, so will your income earning capabilities. You, you really have to invest either time and or money to keep an employable skills mix. This skills mix is so important going ahead over the next 10 to 20 years. So as you plan your cash flow, you should build in spending some of your current income on, on upskilling to help protect that cash flow well into the future. So idea number two is upskilling. Idea three, and I know you're going to think about this one as not being a, a practical idea, but it really is. It fits nicely into this overall framework, and that is buying insurance protection. Actions that you take to reskill or upskill can be planned, and they're driven by you. You're in control. On the other hand, the impact of an illness or an accident, that's unexpected and not within your control. And that's where having the proper insurance coverages in place comes in. Remember, insurance protects against the unexpected. To protect your income, you should have a basic amount, and I think you should work with an insurance professional to determine that amount, of disability or income protection coverage. This is, this is essential. You will most likely get the most comprehensive coverage by buying an individual disability income policy. Other policies may provide some, but not, full, not the full protection that you need. Now, a disability income insurance policy provides benefits that replace a portion of your income if you become sick or injured and you're unable to work. It's financial protection that helps you focus more on your recovery and less on how you cover expenses during that recovery. Now, here are some of the most important things in your life that disability income insurance protection can help uh, provide. 
First off, it helps you protect your home, gives you cash to pay your mortgage, helps you continue to make your own personal savings, continue to fund your retirement, to keep your lifestyle in place, to protect your family and its needs, and overall to keep your income. Now, if you look at disability protection or income protection, who's eligible for the coverage? Typically, people between the ages of 18 and 60 who work at least 30 hours a week, applicants who are currently disabled, have surgery pending, or are recuperating from an illness are generally not eligible for coverage. So you want to get this when you're healthy, you want to get it up front, and typically you want to get it when you're younger. Again, I recommend that you work with your life insurance agent to determine if disability coverage is right for you and to work with them to determine the amount you need. So let me summarize today's session. Your ability to earn an income is likely your most valuable asset. Keeping your skills at a high and employable level is an increasing challenge in the age of rapid technological change. The onus is primarily on you to do this by investing time and money. At the same time, there are situations beyond your reasonable control is when the impacts of an illness or an accident strike you. To protect yourself against the unexpected, there are available insurance products that you can purchase at a reasonable cost. My overall advice is to build reskilling, upskilling, and income protection insurance into your cash budget. Protecting that recurring paycheck is paramount in your journey to financial security. So that's it for today. We've given some ideas on how to protect and future-proof your income. Thanks for being with us, and we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.